0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co host with more nuggets than Chick fil A, Nick Moran. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here, Nevada Putnam. And now. The single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon-Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 211. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll get into Pop Culture Pick'Em, top five siblings of all time, head-to-head update, batting average update, what-the-fuck headline of the week, and finally, the main topic of the show, NFC East Futures. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Eric?
1: Uh, Doing good, man. Uh, Been a long time coming, but I was was faithfully patient and waiting for Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Mm -hmm. Elliott to sign, and... uh, I got them both to sign on the same day. So it was been a, it's been a solid week, man. I, I'm not as stressed about fantasy uh, anymore because of that. So,
0: so pretty good week, man. I can't complain. So for those of you who are unaware, Eric had both those players on his team. <laughs> and he's a <sighs> notorious stressor. Uh, he stresses for everything. Uh, and that was weighing on him heavily. It was hysterical to watch. Every day I would give him an update. Still haven't signed just to see him slightly crumble in his chair. So the relief is here. He's all smiles for those of you on YouTube. Very rare, I know. eric's smiling <laughs> right now. Uh but yeah, absolutely. They signed with the Jets and Patriots for for Cook and Zeke respectively. So um only to muddy those backfields at further. All that right, did was weaken my competition and make me stronger. So okay. Can't that's an interesting way of looking at it. For those of you who may have noticed, uh, Nick is not with us again. Uh, he's dead. We're not sure where he is. Somewhere <laughs> in a ditch, probably. Uh, one too many Heineken zeros. Uh, for those of you who don't know, those are non-alcoholic beers. He can't handle his liquor. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. He decided to duck yet another future show. Bro, and I, oh, I we're can't. just going to get his picks all wrong.
1: I can't remember the character's name, but um, that little dude that—that's Thor's friend in the end, uh, the Second Avengers. Uh, he's got like the South African accent. The little blue or- dude. I think that's what it is. When you're when you were saying that, you obviously didn't have the accent, but you were using the 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 cadence that he was using in those movies. That those movies, it was actually pretty funny. If you'd have just hit it with the
0: accent, it would have been perfect, bro. I don't know if I have a New Zealand Taika Waititi <laughs> accent, so I'm just going to go ahead and keep it pushing. <laughs> I will hit you with one of these. Wakanda forever! <laughs> oh, goodness, man. All right. So let's go into the batting average update. That's always the quickest of the of the show. So just give us the top three hitters currently.
1: Uh, Um, So, number one is Luis Areas, Areas, uh, (laughs) 0.363. Two is Ronald Acuna Jr. at 0.338. And third is Freddie Freeman at (laughs) 0.336. I know you're laughing at me because I can't say that fucker's name.
0: Uh, Just the fact you haven't looked it up yet, despite you know we're going to say it every single week. You have not looked it up, you haven't practiced it and it seems to be getting worse. I don't don't is, whatever dude. <laughs> Yo, you said it differently all three times Here's right? this there. shit with this dude's
1: name is he's not going to finish top of this list. I'm I was doing some digging I think Ronald Cunha is going to uh finish the season. I tried to look it up on DraftKings there are no odds for it but I was hoping there was I was going to say Ronald Cunha wins the uh
0: batting title, but then, you know, it's not possible. Uh, I'm pretty sure Luisa Areas gives a fuck if we get his name right. so uh, Areas. That makes sense. Areas. Okay. I've been saying that to you every episode. I'm still going to butcher it, but Areas. I got it yeah. now. I got and it now. I think tank you are, now. You are correct. You are still going to butcher it. <laughs> There's no fucking chance I don't butcher it. All right, so let's let's do uh, what what the fuck headline, and then obviously we'll share the spreadsheet after that for the for what the, the fuck two spreadsheet. That topic. one is
1: definitely interesting this week. I put a little chill in my you know in my bones. <laughs> I don't know, so I don't know if you guys can see this for you guys are watching it on YouTube. Uh, it says Chinese military says it's figured out how to build laser weapons that can fire indefinitely. Jermaine, you want to elaborate here?
0: Yeah, so this article goes in... uh, We should probably start sharing these articles on our... Anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, This article goes into the... The Chinese military was able to figure out a way to use the gas that was produced in the conduction of the laser to shoot back into the chamber and cool the laser down, which should indefinitely allow you to fire your laser weapon so um, for those of you who are unsure or not familiar with how indefinitely is used um, that's continuous so they would it's infinite ammo right it's it's the it's the hack that all of us wish we had in any video game we've played where we need to, to use ammo uh, see Eric in remnant 2 uh, still cannot figure out the reloading uh speed so <laughs> no i figured it out it's just
1: goddamn slow it's 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 it, the makers of the game man like you know what that's a whole different subject i'm not going to let you raw me up we're just going to move on
0: we're just going to move on from remnant 2 Fuck okay it, yeah and so uh, the article briefly discusses um, what they reported for the findings. Now, I will say you always take these things with a grain of salt because until you know proven, right? Until we have proof of their successes in science, um, it's you always take it with a grain of salt. And it is incredibly uh, scary perspective due to the nature of what laser weapons can be used for. Um, also your ships and you know assets and aircraft etc can be that much lighter because they don't have to carry the physical ammunition right so it can just be equipped with a laser that uh, obviously can you know amass significant damage this is one of the reasons why lasers have not been widely leveraged in combat so it is a very fascinating development I thought it was a, a pretty terrifying perspective, but, uh, you know, the human race is is nothing if not elite at finding new ways to kill each other. Well, so, uh, you know, it's terrifying when you
1: read that, but uh, the, the, like that, the first thought I had was, holy shit, we're going to have laser warfare. Like every, all of our fucking childhood dreams are coming true, right? Not that we all dreamed of warfare, but <laughs> laser weapons, you know what I mean? And the second swords. thought I had, we laser, dream- swords, Sword. laser swords, Sword.
0: laser swords, true. true. Yes. true.
1: No, but you know, if you could have had a blaster when you were a kid, you would have loved to have a blaster. Bro,
0: no disrespect, but when Han Solo used a blaster, it was a little <laughs> underwhelming compared to when Homeboy would just just walk up to a fleet of enemies and go, like, come on now.
1: True, but the second thought I had was China's been full of shit and a lot of other stuff in the past, so I don't. I think this is just a ploy for them to put fear in our hearts because they're scared if they know if they fuck with us, like it's a rap rat.
0: You know what I mean? We all <laughs> saw Oppenheimer. We know what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if you, you seem awfully confident. So that, that is there. Go ahead. And also anybody who felt bad after watching Oppenheimer for any reason, if you had a
1: little bit of shame or guilt, just go watch Pearl Harbor right after it's a long movie. But if you watch that, you'll feel perfectly fine. After I watched Pearl Harbor this week and had, I felt no bad feelings uh, after Oppenheimer anymore. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could have bad feelings from, you know, the perspective of loss of life. But it was, it's it's action begets action. There's no justification, but, listen, you know, action, I, you know, for every, what is it? For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. 100%. But as the kids would say, they fucked around and found out, bro. Oh uh, yeah, but the kids are also dumb as fuck. <laughs> have you tried talking to them lately?
1: Uh dude. Unfortunately, I have a couple on my team at work that I have to deal with.
0: And, uh... <laughs> the education system is being indicted on the daily. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and share our spreadsheet and get into head to head for this year. Uh, we had an individual go 0 and three. We had someone. We had two one and twos, and someone actually above 500. Talk about yeah. rare. So uh last week, week 31, uh Jermaine went one and
1: uh uh one and two, uh putting him at 34 and 53 on the season, uh down sixteen point five units. Uh, Nick went two and one, putting him at let me see here, it was thirty-four and fifty-one and two. Um, and he was up two units, which has changed or two point seven units, or no, actually, I'm sorry, he was up two units, which has changed this week because of some current bets. Uh, I went one and two last week, putting me at 34 and 53, uh, down 7.5 units. And Nevada went 0 and 3, putting him at a four, win- four game losing streak, uh, 31, 52 and 1 on the season, down 5.3 units.
0: Yeah, it's getting rough and, and even more rough, but we'd like to advise you to subscribe to Podcast Motto, right? Fade us. Uh, Also, we're starting to throw big parlays and and just big, big ticket results at it to try to get the units back up. So (laughs) it's only going to get worse. Yeah. We'll we'll go ahead and get into the top five siblings of all time, uh, which is today's pop culture pick topic. I have first pick. Eric has second pick. And without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Are you ready, Eric? Yes, sir. I'll take Travis and Jason Kelsey. Dude. Let's go! Time out. Time right, out. let's go see if I Come had on, first man. pick to specifically take this one, dog. That's, that's just like, that's uh, not even necessary, dude. Like, uh, hit him with the moon. You have no love in your heart for either two of those men. Come on now. I just argued with you that I thought Jason Kelsey was the best eagle last year over Jalen Hurts, which also I owe you an apology. I think I was completely full of shit on that one. <laughs> Jalen Hurts was the was the correct answer for the top ten. I will I say, Jason, think-
1: I will say Kelsey, Jason Kelsey probably is a top five eagle of all time now that he's at the on the twilight years of his career with the Super
0: Bowl win and everything he's done. I will say he's a top five eagle, though. Yeah, we were just arguing in the context of NFL top 100, so I I owe a retraction. I just don't think offensive linemen get enough love, but Jalen Hurts deserved to be in the top 10. I just think Jason Kelsey should have been in there as well. I I 100% agree. I think Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. Get the fuck out of here, bro.
1: You don't think Lane Johnson was a top 10? Last year
0: in the National Football League, he was a top 10 player in the entire National Football League. Lane Johnson was a top 10.
1: Yes. Zero sacks allowed. Zero QB pressures allowed.
0: I want to no, hear it, dude. Come on. I want to hear All it. Right. All right. He, stop, I want to hear stop, it. Stop. I know he plays on the weak side, but still. I'm just like, a, like, come on now. All right. If man. you took the best player at every position. Lane Johnson is the best right tackle in football, hands down. No. 100%. He didn't even play every game last year. He missed like out four here. with is... a torn ball sack. Like, All on, right. Man. Well, then don't tear your ball sack if you want to be the best. <laughs> All right. Well, now that for the For the listeners out there. Uh. Word of advice. If you want to be the best, don't tear your ballsack. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's great
1: advice, goddamn asshole. Uh, now that you've stolen my fucking number one, clearly my number one pick was going to be, I'm going to take uh, Ben and Casey Affleck with my first pick. Because those dudes make nothing but heat movies. And then, I'm going to go ahead and turn around and take uh, all the Manning siblings. So I guess I'll just I'll just put the
0: Isn't that a TV show from the seventies? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist, bro. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, try uh, introduce some some triplets into the discussion. I will take uh, Arthur, John, and Chandler Jones. I mean, pedigree of winning. Chandler Jones is one of the most. Slept on edge overrated. rushers in all of, all of football. Overrated? Overrated. Chandler Jones is overrated? In my opinion. Nobody ever talks about him, and he just gets you double-digit sacks every year. Overrated. He's the worst of his brothers. You're such a hater. And no, Arthur is worse. No, he's a Super Bowl champ. Oh, wait, actually, Chandler's a Super Bowl champ, too. Is Chandler? Oh, with, Patriots. did Chandler win? Patriots, yeah. Are you sure? I think so. We'd, we'll have to double-check that out. And then I'll take Liam, Chris, and Ashley Hemsworth. Your other brother's name is Ashley? Yeah, he's actually in Westworld. He played uh, the security guard in the first season. The dude who's, like, in charge of security at Westworld. Okay. Can I I'd Can you to. just look at your computer in front of me and then go to Google and then type in... Oh, yeah? That's what you <laughs> Ashley,
1: want me to do? Ashley Hemsworth. No, no, I'm not doing it now. Now you said it like that.
0: <laughs> Bro, you man. know who he is. That's why I'm like... I
1: know, I know. I'm actually just trying to, like... I'm, like, trying to fumble fuck through here because I, I can't, like,
0: think of any more siblings. You just got me flustered by stealing Jason and them from me, dude. I know, know. I was so happy I was the first pick for this topic because I knew I could instantly... S- one pick, and I was like, I'm gonna full till Eric and then the rest of this the rest of this is mine, dude. It's just it's just absolute trash, dude. Like I just I don't even care
1: about the rest of this list. Like it's fucking dumb. I'm just gonna go with the Jonas brothers because they make hits.
0: <laughs> I don't disagree. That's just fun. That's just a funny pick, bro. And then
1: uh uh seems like we've all been going uh male heavy here, so I'm gonna add Venus and Serena.
0: Yeah, I was looking up like women siblings and just none of them were like they're not making my top 5 list. No disrespect. It's always one of like so
1: it was like the Rooney, the 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 Rooney sisters. Yeah. Like one of them's, like really cool and really hot and the other one sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like so it's like you can't pick them.
0: Yeah, I, there was like Zoe and her Zoe God, and her not know. famous sister. Yeah, what's her sister's name though? You know, uh and then uh what is it the mom from The Cosby Show, her and her sister.
1: Oh, so speaking of, you know who uh, I saw on the list? Because I Googled the list. Um, Do you remember when you and Nick made me sit down and watch that movie,
0: that musical with Tom Cruise? We didn't make you watch it. You watched it of your own volition, sir. No, we because were... you
1: guys were like, you should really watch it. So I watched it on the plane flight back from Japan. Remember that? Yeah, Remember rock, right of
0: that? Ba- rock of Ages.
1: Yeah, so Julianne Ho, or whatever her name is. <laughs> yo,
0: time out. <laughs> yo, you can't just call it. Yo.
1: No, it's her name.
0: H O U G H. How would you spell that? Hugh? Ho? G- that's also, no, that's not Ho. That would be Huff.
1: Oh, well, her like, and like her tough, brother are super rough, famous. Yeah, that makes sense. Juliana Huff. Ooh.
0: ooh. I like Ho better. <laughs> yeah, of course you like Ho better. I don't actually, who's her brother? Uh, his name's it's Derrico. Um it's Huff. I right, just Derek learned. <laughs> you just try to slip Ho into this podcast as many times as you can. <laughs> oh, that's good, bro. Uh no, that doesn't sound familiar to me at all. He's is he like a her brother was a Dancing with Stars guy, right? I believe he is. Yes, actually. Let oh, me look think, it up. He's I think my, my stuff mom stuff. told me that actually, because she still loves. The she loves Dancing with Stars. Yeah, he's a he's a Dancing with the Stars kid. Boom! My pull, dope, deep pull. Shout out, Mama Mendez, bro. <laughs> what, up, what up? Um, and then so it's my pick, right? Yeah, you got the last two picks here. All right, then I'm just going to – I'm going to round it out with just absolute dominant hoopers. Uh, give me Steph and Seth Curry and Powell and Mark Gasol. Shout-out, Powell Gasol, for getting into the Hall of Fame. Well, not getting into, but for ha- being inducted this past weekend. Yeah, shout-out.
1: Uh, and I'll close this out with the Wahlbergs.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. I So honorable mention for me, I had um, – Marquise and Mike Pouncey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that reaction. And then I had uh, Jose, Benji, and Yachty, the Molinas. Oh, uh, only one's really that good. And then I had uh, Owen and Luke Wilson. They have
1: a third brother, too. I didn't. I just read an article. I didn't know that shit until right now. Who? Patrick? Uh, his, his name's... I don't know. I already closed the article, and I'm not going to go look it up. But there's
0: a third Wilson brother, apparently. Nah, if I don't know him, he don't count. <laughs> hey, that works for me, dude. All right, yeah, go ahead and read, me read the last backs and we can go ahead and push into the next topic.
1: Yeah, so the top five siblings of all time. Uh, Jermaine stole the Kelsey brothers from me, uh, Arthur, Sean, and Chandler Jones. Yeah, I, buddy. Uh, Liam, Chris, and Ashley Hemsworth. Steph and Seth Curry uh, and Powell and Mark Gasol. I had Ben and Casey Affleck, the Manning brothers, the Jonas
0: brothers, Venus and Serena, and the Wahlbergs being Donnie
1: and Mark.
0: Yeah, that Venus and Serena pick was, was fire, but I was never a big – I liked rooting against them because they were so dominant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Uh, there was no rooting against those sisters in my house for obvious reasons. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I loved when they won, but it's like – I like to root against dynasties, bro. Like, I rooted against the Patriots. I rooted against the Warriors. I rooted against the Heat, even though they only won two titles. Very very rarely have I heard my dad use
1: the term black excellence. Like, honestly, like, it's not something he just throws around, but he definitely used it in terms
0: of Serena and Venus when they were younger. Yeah, they were (sighs) – Serena's so good. <laughs> Serena's so good. Venus was is also very good. Uh, just you know, she's just not the goat. That's the, it's not that's the That's the only difference. She's just not the greatest ever. That's like the slight difference. But she's better than than most. I wonder where she where tennis pundits rank her. I'd like, say top 20 all time. Top 20 all time feels easy. Yeah. I was just I was just curious if she cracks the top 10. She I don't might, know a ton of women. Uh I know the obvious ones, but I don't know enough women tennis players to that's what I was gonna say. Like if you were asking me, she's top five. But that's because I know about six female tennis players. Yeah, I just know all the good ones. So yeah, all like, the ones the, that won most, majorships and shit. It's all the ones that everyone always talks about, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially yeah. like when they are talking about Serena, they're talking about those as well. But yep. I might say, I might say she might be top ten. That's pretty curious. I'd have to go, I might look that up. I wouldn't argue it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm for sure not. I actually want her to be the top ten. But, uh, yeah, that's curious. Anyways, so that wraps up our head-to-head. And that wraps up the opening salvo of the pod. Let's go ahead and get into the actual betting portion of this. Um, As we said before, we're doing NFC East. Nick's not with us. We'll reveal Nick's choices after we go through mine, and then um, Eric's is on there somewhere, but he never reveals them because he doesn't want people to know how wrong he is at the end of the year.
1: I just put mine on the graphics on the IG. I, I if I, if we included my picks on on air, this, each episode would be an extra hour. So,
0: not if they're already determined.
1: That's true. Mine are here. We can, you know, we for this division maybe I'll, uh,
0: I'll splurge. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this let's see where are we at we're doing NFC. so you want to go ahead and uh sorry division breakdown last year the division finished philadelphia eagles first 14 and 3 dallas cowboys second 12 and 5 uh new york giants third nine seven and one and the washington commanders eight eight and one at fourth uh finishing exactly 500 so just an average football team it is pretty interesting uh The Eagles have repeated as division winners the last two years, or is that incorrect? No, we
1: haven't had a repeat winner in 19 seasons, I think it is. Oh, so is this the year? To me it is, but again, you see the flag hanging behind me? (laughs) I'm biased as fuck.
0: Yeah, so go ahead and give us the odds for the Eagles, and then we'll move into the rest of the portion.
1: Yeah, so Eagles Super Bowl odds plus 650. Uh, They are the second favorites uh, to win the division, minus 135. To make the playoffs, minus 425. To not make the playoffs, plus 340. And their line has been set at 11 and a half.
0: 11 and a half. Okay, that's a nice, big, juicy number. So the Eagles this offseason lost quarterback Gardner Minshew, running back Miles Sanders, wide receiver Zach Pascal, tackle Andre Dillard, guard Isaac Siamalu, edge Robert Quinn, D lineman, Javon Hargrave, Linval Joseph, and Dominican Sue. linebackers T.J. Edwards, Kaiser White, safety... S- Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Epps, as well as punter Brett Kern. Uh, They re-signed Jalen Hurts to what is an exorbitant amount of money that I will never understand, uh, and they brought in quarterback Marcus Mariota, Added running backs Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, wide receiver Alamid Zacchaeus, tight end Dan Arnold, center Jason Kelsey was re-signed, D-lineman Fletcher Cox was resigned. Edge, Brandon Graham, and Contavious Street were re-signed, linebacker Nicholas Morrow was added, cornerbacks James Bradbury, Darius Slay were both resigned, and they added cornerback Greedy Williams. They also added safety Terrell Edmonds and Justin Evans. Oh, and they just brought in uh, Miles Jack, which I forgot to update. Miles Jack and there was another linebacker that signed, correct? Uh, no, they're, they're trying to sign another one, but Miles Jack's the only one that was that signed this week. I remember reading an article that said two signed. It was Miles Jack and someone else who was also kind of good. Anyways, uh, it means that person just didn't sign. So in the draft, the Eagles added in round one, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle out of Georgia, Nolan Smith, edge out of georgia in the third round they had tyler steen tackle out of alabama uh and Sidney brown safety out of illinois in the fourth round they added Keeley ringo cornerback also out of georgia in round six they added tanner mckee quarterback out of stanford and in round seven they added moro ojimo defensive tackle out of texas so that takes us into the schedule uh, do you have the schedule up or you want me to, you want me I got career? it pulled up. So, uh,
1: they open on the road at new England, uh, at home against Minnesota away versus Tampa Bay at home versus the commanders, uh, back-to-back road games, the Rams and the jets at home versus Miami away for the commanders, uh, at home for Dallas week, 10 by, um, 11 at Kansas city, uh, home versus Buffalo home versus San Francisco Back-to-back away games, Dallas and Seattle, at home versus the Giants, uh, at home versus the Cardinals, and to close out the season away at the New York Giants.
0: <laughs> My goodness. How did they get that scheduled? <laughs> that feels like a pretty favorable schedule. Well,
1: I mean, you know, they got – I don't know. I guess the NFC – or the AFC East is going to be tough with Buffalo, Miami – Um, And the Jets, uh, our division is always tough. And then we got, you know, first place last year was, what, Seattle and Minnesota. No, we're playing that that whole division. So it's Minnesota and uh, Tampa Bay. Was Tampa Bay first last year? Tampa Bay made the playoffs, remember? Yep, yep. So Tampa and Minnesota are two uh, non-conference teams that were playing that were first last year. So uh, it looks like a tough schedule to me. It's not the
0: hardest out there, but it's a tough schedule. Tampa Bay and Minnesota are also in the same conference, by the way, brother. <laughs> you said non-conference. <laughs> or you know what I meant, dude. <laughs> Non-division, like, you know. Uh, dude, book me over. Book over. me over. Over 11 and a half wins. I see this team winning 12 easy, if not repeating the 14-3 and three finish, locking up that one seed relatively early, and are able to rest key players going into the postseason. Uh, yes, they will win the division. And you know the NFC is 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 weak this year. Especially if people are talking about the Saints as a contender. So uh, I'm probably going to sprinkle a little sc- scratch as well on the plus six fifty Super Bowl odds. I'm here for it. I love it. And uh, yeah, I just feel like you know I don't I don't see where this team necessarily got worse. So and, and go ahead.
1: So. I'm going to try to give a non-biased, honest opinion here. We lost Javon Hargrave, which is huge. Now I know we replaced him with probably the best draft pick in the in the draft, but he's still a rookie. We lost our two starting running backs, our sorry linebackers, and our starting our best safety who had eight interceptions last year. We replaced everybody, but um, I think there's going to be an adjustment period. And I think safety and linebacker play will be um, a little shaky at first, but I still do think we win 13, 14 games. So. It doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, Javon Hargrave is a big loss, but you kept Fletcher Cox and you added Jalen Carter. And let's not forget that the rookie, just uh, all-pro run stopper who played 30% of snaps for the Eagles last year and now has a season under his belt. And fully uh, healthy finally. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's not act like they also have the linebacker that they took from Georgia last year who had the also fully healthy. Pictorial. He was he was healthy. A pictorial. And so, you know, I, I get it. They did lose maybe is an issue, but if you're if you're leading the league in sacks again and you're breathing down people's throats, <laughs> you know, of course Chauncey Gardner Johnson's gonna be able to get um eight interceptions. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Not often do I want to to run it back with this team, but I think the way they structured everything and the way they added talent, you know, to the fringes and kept the core in place, you know, not to mention Dallas Goddard's healthy again, uh, you know, Devonta and, and AJ have another year in the system, and they added uh, two running backs that more than enough make up for the departure of Miles Sanders, in my opinion. Still have Jalen Hurts. Also, uh, Jalen Hurts levels up as a passer this year. I'm, I'm, I'm here for all of that. I know they they'll, had a great season, but leveling up is. Oof. They'll play closer games, right? And that's the thing with Jalen Hurts, right? Everyone's just like, it's myself included. He had like, what, 22 touchdowns last year? Six interceptions. Uh, and so th- this year, they're probably going to have to have him r- throw some more. Right? I know that the Eagles don't want to, but they'll probably be in, be in closer games. And so in those games, Jalen Hurts will have to throw. And we saw what Jalen Hurts did in the Super Bowl, when I don't think Jalen Hurts was 100% in the Super Bowl. Uh, so for those of you who don't think he can't level up passing-wise, uh, you might be in for a rude awakening. So Jalen Hurts uh, has something more that he can unlock, and so that's a scary premise in its own right. Uh, I'll take the best quarterback in this division. I'll take the best defense in this division. I know that the next team we'll talk about has something to say about that. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with them as, as they ride through that. So – and let's go ahead and get to the next team, Eric. Give us the odds. All
1: right. So uh, Dallas, uh, Super Bowl odds plus 1,400 to win the division plus plus uh, one ninety. Uh, to make the playoffs minus 215, to miss the playoffs plus 185. And their line was set
0: at nine and a half. Nine and a half. Ooh, that's a that's a pretty good line. I might go over on that too. All right, let's get into the departures, additions, and the draft for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, some of the players, some of the notable players they had depart. Running back Ezekiel Elliott, wide receiver Noah Brown and T.Y. Wilton, tight end Dalton Schultz, offensive tackle, Jason Peters, uh go Birds. Guard Connor McGovern, D-lineman Carlos Watkins, linebacker Anthony Barr, cornerback Anthony Brown, long snapper Jake McQuaid, and Matt Overton. They had two long snappers leave. And uh, kicker Brett Maher. They're real weak at long snapper this year, bro. They added running back Ronald Jones, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, Edge, Dante Fowler Jr., D-lineman Jonathan Hankins, linebacker Leighton Vanderesh was re-signed, Stephon Gilmore was added in the cornerback, and safety Donovan Wilson. In the draft, they added Mozzie Smith, D tackle out of Michigan in the first round. In the second round, they added Luke Schoenmaker, tight end out of Michigan. In the third round, they shout out Hookham, Demario, DeMarvion Overshone, linebacker, Texas, round four, Villamy Fioco, Edge, San Jose State, round five, Asim Richards, tackle out of North Carolina, Evan Hole. That's incorrect. Evan hole was is with the Colts. So sorry, getting tripped up here. Round six, uh, Eric Scott, Jr., cornerback out of Southern Mississippi, Deuce Vaughn, running back, Kansas State, and then Jalen Brooks, wide receiver, South Carolina. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into that schedule, Eric. Uh, Yeah, so they open on
1: the road against the Giants. uh, Week two at home against the Jets, uh, away against the Cardinals, at home against New England, Back-to-back road games, San Francisco and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, They have their week seven bye. Uh, Coming out of the bye, they have the uh, Rams at home, away at the Eagles, home for the Giants, away against the Panthers, home for the Commanders, home for Seattle, home for Philly. Um, Back-to-back away games, Buffalo and Miami, uh, at home for Detroit, and they close out the season on the road in Washington against the Commanders.
0: That's a hell of a little six game stretch. They got there. Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and then the commanders who I are, I think are going to be game again this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, th- this, there's a couple of divisions, you know, you think about the AFC North, you think about the NFC West, uh, NFC East. It's just when they play, it's just going to be a bloodbath. Like even so no matter how out, talented the teams are,
0: Miners, chargers. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, you know, that's. I just don't think Dallas is as good as Philadelphia, so that's a that's a pretty tough schedule for that team. So, um, nine and a half is the win total. I do think they hit that though. So I I'm think they go, ten. I think they go ten and seven. I'm going over for sure on the win total. I, th- I think there's they're. I still think they're a very talented football team. I think. The departure of Kellen Moore is not something that's talked about enough, considering this team went from – last year they were the number four offense and the year before they were the number one offense. Um, then they let Kellen Moore go and they say they want to run the football more, but then they trade for Brandon Cooks. Michael Gallup's another year removed from ACL. you know from the ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, and then they get rid of Zeke. And they replace him with uh, diminutive Dynamo Deuce Vaughn, right? Who's, who's kind of a darling because he's five six, and you know, I'm not saying that that's a bad pick by any means. Deuce Vaughn is very interesting. I wish the kid the best. He seems, he seems uh, like if he is as good as everyone says it is, and the jury's still out, he has Darren Sproles vibes. See, I I, I want to put a pause to that. Um...
1: You think too highly of Darren Sproles, my guy. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, yes, he's a small running back, and yes, he's built like Darren Sproles. But dude, don't just, don't just. Let's let's just wait and see what the kid does before we start tossing that name around. Because Darren Sproles
0: is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, that's why he's being compared to him. Nah, because the plays pop like Darren Sproles. Nah, we'll see. Yeah, you're just being, you're just being just combative because he's a cowboy. If he wasn't a cowboy, you wouldn't be this upset about it. I'm assuming you got the Cowboys in the playoffs. I do have the Cowboys in the playoffs, yes. Obviously, no on the division winner. (laughs) Obviously, hell no on winning the Super Bowl. I don't think this team's got it. Uh, And this is going to be an interesting year for Dak Prescott as a whole. I think Dak Prescott has two years remaining on his contract. Right, it is a hundred and sixty million dollar contract, and the way these quarterback contracts are going, and the way his age is going, the way his interceptions and fumbles are were trending based off last year. Let me get another year sample size. Um, I don't know if the Cowboys are in the market to to re-sign Dak Prescott, so that puts them at an interesting precipice this year and the following. Uh, <clears throat> McCarthy's on the hot seat for me, personally. Mm-hmm. If they don't make a deep playoff run with this good a defense and this much talent on offense, especially if the offense takes a step back with Kellen Moore departing for the Los Angeles Chargers, um this is this this could have potential make or break for the Cowboys. I hope this is the season that kills Jerry Jones. I think you might have, might be there with a lot of people who, who want that guy gone. <laughs> uh, but Jerry Jones leaving is the worst thing for you as an Eagles fan, though. No, no.
1: I, I get that once he's there and he's not there to fuck shit up, like things could turn around for them. But uh, my ultimate goal is just to see that man pass without him winning another one. Like, I know that's all he wants in life, and I just don't want him to get that.
0: God, that's incredibly spiteful. And? You just wish death on someone.
1: I, I, no, I said I he doesn't win one before he dies. I don't care when he dies as long as he doesn't win one before he dies. He can yeah. live another 100 years for all I give a shit. As long as the Cowboys don't win
0: another Bowl. You just said uh, this is the year that puts him under. I mean, I, <laughs> that, was, that was what you opened.
1: I with. mean, I, I really think this. The, the, he has – I think that there's um, energy coming out of Cowboys camp. There's an energy coming off of Cowboy fans. They genuinely believe Dak isn't the piece of shit quarterback that he is. Um, they do have an amazing defense. You can't deny that. Uh, and they have talent on the offense um so I, I i see the hope i see the belief but i just
0: i just don't think it's gonna pan out man. it's a good football team yeah it, it really is ironically enough my concern for them on offense is is running back yeah right well, and running back because the o-line still i mean i know they
1: just re-signed zach finally but that's still a shaky o-line which is where you win football games it's where you win in the run game um and Dak still is gonna be throwing picks
0: yeah, we'll see. Um, if they really do run the ball more, there's obviously less opportunity for Dak to throw interceptions. And, uh, you know, the the issue with some of Dak's interceptions last year was because you can explain some interceptions, right? Like like tipped passes or, you know, maybe a, a defender just made an absolutely elite play. But, some, but a majority of his interceptions were, I mean, what were you looking at, big fella? And then, uh, you know, he's running for his life behind the line of scrimmage, and he's fumbling the rock too much. So it's just not a—it's not you can't throw interceptions and fumble the football. You got to pick one. Yeah, and you know, so it's an interesting year for you know the trajectory of the next five for the Dallas Cowboys. And so I do think this is this kind of make or break. They need at least one playoff win. I mean, when's the last time they won a playoff game? It's uh, not that it's not that long. It's, I it's won fairly last recently. Year. No, they got beat, they
1: got beat by San Francisco, didn't they? Wasn't that the second Because it would cause, they cause I, I was everybody was talking about an Eagles Cowboys NFC Championship and how crazy that would have been. And I was like, the Cowboys aren't gonna win.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember if they did win last year. Then I owe the Cowboys fans an apology. So, um, who do? Who, so Minnesota played the Giants. I mean, I could just look it up real quick. Right? You had a bye. Yep. And San Francisco played. Who was the the? So Bucks played. Bucks played the Cowboys. <clears throat> Buccaneers played the Cowboys or was it so
1: it was it was uh opening round Dallas versus Tampa Dallas won Seattle versus San Francisco San Francisco won and then New York Giants versus Minnesota the Giants won second round was Dallas San Francisco San Francisco won Philly beat the shit out of New York and then Philly beat the shit out of San Francisco
0: and then we got asses whooped in the Super Bowl you didn't get your asses whooped what are you talking about We lost by three. Also, does beating Tampa Bay last year really count as a playoff win? For Dallas? Not really. No. (laughs) Like, you guys handled business. And then they only put
1: up 12 (laughs) points against that. Well, okay, hold on. Let me backtrack. San Francisco does have an amazing defense, so I can't knock them for only putting up 12 points.
0: San Francisco's a good fucking football team. Yeah, even though we put up 31 on them. But, you know, (laughs) what? San Francisco fans have a bone to pick with you on that with the Brock Purdy. Purdy I don't. Let me ask you a question,
1: and we won't get into it too much. What's what's their issue? What's the issue? I, I, I we would have won if we had our quarterback. One, it's thirty-one to seven was the final score. Two, you had two quarterbacks go in there and get knocked on their ass, get knocked out of the game. It's not because your quarterback wasn't playing; it's because you couldn't protect your quarterback and get your offense going.
0: Uh, I think they would have. That would have been a close game if Brock Purdy played the whole time. They were moving Wait, the ball on that. Defense. If you want block, if you want Brock Purdy to play, protect him. Okay, nobody's saying that. But for you to say that they don't have a leg to stand on when their quarterback was obviously eating that defense, that vaunted Philly defense. So let, let's, I
1: mean, let's he relax. He eating
0: them for what, seven points? Brock Purdy got bounced in the first quarter, dog. All right, well, he wasn't eating us. He was definitely throwing the football on you guys. You guys were barely stopping that offense. Hmm. All right, we'll we'll agree to disagree. We'll, yeah, we'll move on. Co- of we'll move course, on to... you're not going to agree with that. We'll the move on New- to the New York, the New York Giants. for were nine seven and one last year, at third place. Give us the odds, Eric. Uh, Super Bowl odds? Not even going to say
1: because it's not going to happen. Uh, to win in the division, plus nine hundred. Uh, to make the playoffs, plus one hundred and sixty. To miss the playoffs, minus one hundred and ninety. And their line is seven and a half.
0: All right. So some of the departures they had last year is wide receiver Kenny Galladay and Richie James and Marcus Johnson. Uh, they lost guard John Feliciano, center Nick Gates, D-lineman Nick Williams, linebacker Jalen Smith, cornerback Fabian Moreau, safeties Landon Collins and Tony Jefferson, and Julian Love. Uh, they re-signed Daniel Jones to a four-year $160 million deal. Dang, he got the da- Dak Prescott deal? Yeah. Running back Saquon Barkley was franchise tagged. Matt Breida. They added wide receivers Paris Campbell, Jamison Crowder, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and tight end Darren Waller. They added Edge Jaheed Ward. d linemen Raheem Nunes Roches. D-lineman, Ashawn Robinson, D-tackle Dexter Lawrence. Linebackers, Gerard Davis, Bobby Okariki, O'Shane Jiménez, Amani. Oruwari at cornerback, and safety Bobby McCain, punter Jamie Gillian, and long snapper Casey Kreider. In the draft, the New York Giants added Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland, John Michael Schmitz, center out of Minnesota, in the second, in the third, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver Tennessee, in the fifth, Eric Gray, running back Oklahoma, in the sixth, Trey Hawkins, safety Old Dominion, in the seventh, Jordan Riley, D-tackle Oregon and as well as Javarius Owens, safety out of Houston. You want to get into the schedule?
1: Yeah, so Giants opening up at home against Dallas, back-to-back road games, Arizona, San Francisco, uh, at home versus Seattle, back-to-back games, uh, back-to-back away games, Miami, Buffalo, back-to-back home games, Washington, New York, three road games, Las Vegas, Dallas, Washington, um, home, uh, home against New England, week 13 by, home against Green Bay, back-to-back away games, New Orleans, Philadelphia, back-to-back home games, Rams,
0: Philadelphia. It's crazy. Yeah. It feels like a pretty brutal schedule as well for them. Yeah, I mean that.
1: Uh, well, I was going to say that three that three road game stretch, but it's Vegas, Dallas, Washington. They can get
0: two wins there. Lucky bastards. Vegas, Dallas, Washington. You think they can get three three wins there? No, I said two wins. They'll probably lose to Dallas. Yeah, that's two divisional opponents back-to-back on the road. That's not fun. Not fun. Okay, so the uh, – let's see. Where are we at? So I got to pick their order, huh? Here's the thing. So I have two teams left to pick to make the playoffs, right? So obviously that's one division winner from the NFC South. Mm -hmm. But do I think a third team also makes it out of this division this year? Um, And the line is at seven and a half. (sighs) Fascinating. Uh, I don't know what I want to go with. I think, I think I'm taking the over on the win total and a no on makes the playoffs. And then, you know, obviously no on the other two. <laughs> so obviously. I think they could get eight wins, especially looking at this. This, And I think the addition of Darren Waller's is one of the more slept on additions of this. Uh, Saquon Barkley is in tow. So he's ready to play the season again. Daniel Jones is much, much better when he plays the field. Uh, Darren Waller gives them an actual option, a number one option. And, you know, all hinging on whether or not he stays healthy. Um, they The defense is going to get better, right, which was something that struggled last year. Uh, offensive line play is getting better as well. And then it's another year under Brian Dable, who I think is a fantastic coach. And – Daniel Jones, if they can fix his consistency, right? So if you can get the same Daniel Jones week to week, not necessarily has to be peak Daniel Jones, where you see him go for, <laughs> for ends up with four touchdowns, 300 all purpose yards, like not like that. But if you can just get consistent performances out of him, where, where you know what you're getting out of your quarterback. And that also requires getting consistent performances out of your wide receivers. Uh, Because he had no one to throw the goddamn ball to last year. I I mean, the separation was slim to none. Isaiah Hodgins is a revelation. Uh, Sterling Shepard, what is this, his 17th ACL or Achilles tear is coming back from? Uh, Wandale Robinson's coming back from an ACL tear as well. It seems like every player they have is a slot wide receiver. Um, They added some speed with Jalen Hyatt. Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones have always had a good rapport, but it never seems to develop into anything further because the Giants hate Darius Slayton. (laughs) So it is a very interesting situation with the Giants here, here moving forward. I think they're going to be a a middle of the pack team. They're not going to be a team that you necessarily are afraid of, but it's a team that you also don't want to play. Right. So if, if the right Giants show up, you can end up losing that game. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I could be saying all this and then they end up with a top five pick, which is which is in their ROC. Right. Their range of outcomes. Uh, What an interesting uh, team the the New York Giants are. You got any thoughts on this team? Um, I think if they use Daniel Jones properly, uh,
1: they can be scary. They do have to make some, you know, some leaps on the defensive side of the ball. But Kayvon Thibodeau, What second year for him? Right.
0: Oh, and he was good last year. He, he, was came, good. he was hurt at the beginning of it, too. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I I expect to jump there. And, and and we've seen in this league, if you can get to the quarterback, um, you know, you can change the outcome of the game. So hopefully it's, you know, well, not hopefully fuck the Giants, but um, you know, I think they're going to have a, an improved defense. Um, And I think it really just all comes down to because I feel like Daniel Jones and I, I, I might catch some heat for saying this. But he's he's similar in the sense of Josh Allen, where like they need to let him have the freedom to like get out of that pocket and scramble and make shit happen. Like, like, like I know he's not. I don't know. I if he's a big body, he's got a strong arm. Just let him go out there and run. He's, he got an 80 yard touchdown against the Eagles one season. We know he can fucking
0: do it. So just, Look, da- Daniel Jones has wheels, right? Whether yeah. or not people want to admit it or not, like he he gets out and moves in outside. And I was actually that was a point I was getting ready to make. Some designed runs with him would be fantastic. A read option with Darren Waller coming from the backside to, to to be an option, right, to pitch to his left. Saquon running wide out right and Daniel Jones in the middle. Like, I think you sprinkle two, three, four of those plays into a game. Maybe, maybe that's too many, but you sprinkle a few of those and you could really present a dynamic option for this team. I, I do think... I do think Darren Waller is a big deal, bigger deal than we want to le- lead on to. I think he's actually a fantastic football player and if he stays healthy, uh, you know, he could be in for a hell of a season yeah, and probably the leading it, receiver. And it I, I think without a doubt he's their leading receiver because if you go look at that wide receiver room yeah. which I just named, <laughs> right? Like yeah. who the who the fuck is going to lead that team from there? Like yeah. um yeah, so I I think the Giants are going to be a lot a exciting team to watch, just like they were last year. So so I'm I'm on board. I think uh, interest, interested to see where it goes. Go ahead. I think the
1: thing that hurts them the most is schedule. I mean, they have Dallas twice, San Francisco, the Jets, who are are you know they have Super Bowl expectations. Uh, Miami, um, Seattle, Philly twice. Um, nobody's talking about fucking you know oh wait no they don't play in chicago that's a different one but that you know i mean they have a lot of they have a lot of tough games and i think that's what's going to hurt them is if they had a little bit of an easier schedule they might win like nine games but i don't know i think they finished around 6 or 7
0: yeah it, it's just you know the thing is there's like you look at games that and you're like which one do they for sure win on this list and you really only have one it's the cardinals every other one i could be convinced the other way yeah right cool. you know what i mean yeah maybe the Rams in week 16 but we could be talking differently about the Rams in in week 16 and everyone's just like how did do we doubt Matt Stafford and Cooper cup and the two years removed Super Bowl champions uh they're here to play you know what I mean we could easily be saying that we're see, probably we, not we could but <laughs> a lot of the a
1: lot of the stuff coming out of that camp is they're they're about to have a fire sale
0: so we'll see yeah we we'll never know you can't trust camp reports you can't true because <laughs> if you do do Vaughn is the best running back in the <laughs> league right now <laughs> uh, anyways let's go ahead and get into the very last team in the, this division last year's eight eight and one fourth place washington commanders oh so close to making the playoffs oh so very close uh to win the division plus 1600 to make the playoffs plus 300
1: to uh, missed the playoffs is minus 370, and their line is set at six and
0: a half. Yep. Uh, so you have the Washington, uh, commanders. They lost quarterbacks Tyler Heineke and Carson Wentz, running back JD McKissick, wide receiver Cam Sims, guards Wes Schweitzer, Trey Turner, center Nick Martin and Chase Rollier, linebacker John Bostick and Cole Holcomb, and safety Bobby McCain. Um, in free agency, they added quarterback Jacoby Brissett, tackles Andrew Wiley and Trenton Scott, O-lineman Nick Gates, center Tyler Larson, uh, D-lineman's Ad- Abdullah Anderson and Duran Payne. Oh, he was resigned. Edge, Effie Obata, linebacker Cody Barton and David Mayo, and cornerbacks Cameron Dansler and Danny Johnson. In the draft, they added Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback Mississippi State in round one, Jartavius Martin, cornerback out of Maryland, round two, Ricky Stormberg, center, out of Arkansas in round three. Braden Daniels, tackle, out of Utah in round four. KJ Henry, edge, out of Clemson in round five. Chris Rodriguez, Jr., running back, Kentucky, out of round six. And Andre Jones, linebacker, Louisiana, in round seven.
1: Uh, So going into Washington's schedule, they open up at home against Arizona, on the road against Denver, at home against Buffalo, on the road Philadelphia, Home Chicago, back to back away games, Atlanta, New York. Home versus Philadelphia, back to back away games, New England, Seattle. At home for the New York Giants, away for Dallas, at home for the Dolphins. Week 14 by week, uh, away for Los Angeles Rams, away for New York Jets, and then they close out with back to back home games, San Francisco and Dallas.
0: God Ooh. damn, Jets, 49ers, Cowboys to end? Yeah, it's going to be it's... fucking rough. The, their last six games, at Cowboys, home to the Dolphins, at the Rams, could win that one, at the Jets, home to the 49ers, home to the Cowboys. That's brutal. And if you extend that the last eight weeks, they also play the Giants and the Seahawks. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, they're going to win three games, four games. <laughs> hey, Washington.
1: They'll be, they'll be- uh, they might get a grip on Denver. They'll be two and zero, and the whole world will be flipping the fuck out. And then they'll finish three and fourteen.
0: Oh man, the Denver Broncos. Who the fuck knows with that team? I have, I have no idea. The more I try to figure out the Denver Broncos, the more of an enigma they become. Is Nicolas Cage a good actor? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> that's is, the answer that makes me feel better
1: sometimes he is sometimes I'm like holy shit and sometimes i'm like what the fuck is this guy
0: doing in hollywood is denver a good football team sometimes <laughs> sometimes bro i have sometimes. no fucking clue bro uh yeah so washington commanders welcome to caleb williams sweepstake i'm gonna go ahead and take the under no to winning the super bowl no to the division and no to the playoffs um oh and it's I do I do want to point out so we we should probably actually talk about the Washington Commanders right so yeah. um, running back Brian Robinson is now a full year and some change is it a full year yeah Thank he's pretty much. He's, a, he's about to be a full year and some change removed from uh you know getting shot in the leg which. As a running back, I think it's a pretty uh, essential appendage to be sh- to to be back from. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, J.D. McKissick's no longer there, so that frees up Antonio Gibson to become what the fantasy community has always wanted Antonio Gibson to become. Um, then, Eric Bianny came over, right? Yep. Long-time offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, two-time Super Bowl winner, three-time Super Bowl-appearing offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, who helped wield and mold Patrick Mahomes into, you know, what is the, without a shadow of doubt, best quarterback in football currently. And, you know, weaponized Travis Kelsey in the tight end game. And he was just able to put schemes together that confused defenses, kept them on their toes, and produced... Game winning drives, right now. I will say he's not coming over to Patrick Mahomes, he does have Sam Howell, and I, I have been told that there is a little bit of a gap in skill between those two players just not much, but enough for it to be significant. Uh, their wide receiver core is one of the better in the league Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, and Terry McLaurin. And so, this team does present a lot of potential, their offensive line. I'm not exactly sold on. Their defense was good, was good last year, not as good as we thought it was going to be. And Chase Young is on the bubble. Will he even open the season on the commander's roster? So it's going to be very interesting. They declined the fifth-year option. Ron Rivera is a steadying force. They just sold the team. And I wonder where that comes in as well. Does selling the team lift some weight off the players, and they could play more freely? I do think there's an aspect of of like relief. A lot of like,
1: there's gonna be a lot of more positive energy. I think in the building. I think we won't see actual improvements for like two or three years because it's gonna take time. But yes, I do think the organization. Well, the next owners could be shit owners too. Here's the to hoping they aren't because the league's better. When there's good owners and there's people spending money and teams, you know, you want competition. You don't want just the same fucking. You know, it's not the it's not the AFC East every year where the Patriots just win, right? We want to see battles for divisions, and it's just shit when you have an organization that's always at the bottom. So hopefully, Dan Snyder getting the boot and and having new ownership will lead to you know better competition in the NFC East. I mean,
0: one can certainly hope. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I will say that the team that it was sold to have proven themselves in other franchises and other organizations to be at least competent at a minimum. If you, if you don't like them, they've at least proven to be competent. And I mean, there's articles out there. ESPN wrote a great piece that broke down just every blip on the radar and Dan Snyder's, uh, Tender. I don't want to I don't want to say illustrious. I will I will use this word in his notorious run as the owner of the Washington Redskins now Commanders. Um and boy, that article is incredibly damning that he was allowed to get away with all that for so long. Yeah. I mean, the other owners in the league literally look, were looking over every year like Get it to fucking gather. (laughs) Like, they had to have been so frustrated. Uh, That's also on them. They could have stepped in and done something about this sooner. So uh, I guess they didn't want to set a bad precedent, but that man dug his own grave. Let's go ahead and get into some of the player props. Uh, Dak Prescott, over 4,000 passing yards. I'm going to go ahead and take the over on that one. Um, Adding Brandon Cooks. I don't see how Dak Prescott – And Dak Prescott playing a full season. I hope so, right? I don't see how he could possibly not throw over that. I'm going to abstain from the passing touchdowns. I think that's a great number, Um, especially if they are going to go as a team that says they're going to run the football more. So when they get into the red zone, are they going to turn around and hand the rock off to Deuce Vaughn? You know, goal line back, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, he's the goal (laughs) line back. (laughs) <laughs> man out there just. you know how you know how sick it would be if deuce bond was the goal line back and their play was to just bring two d linemen and they just lift him and throw him over the line of scrimmage into the end zone i honestly think there's a rule against that because i think somebody's tried that before
1: you can't like you can't throw a player forward but uh, that would be sick if you just pick a little man up and toss him that'd be sick
0: I uh, do. I don't know if uh, I'd be. I'd be like. I'd you calling him little man. <laughs> Girl, I'm not, oh, dude. I'm just messing with you, dog. Uh, just, just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, just saying. If someone
1: calls you little man, oh, it'd be. I got Napoleon syndrome. Bro. I'll just <laughs> swear up on anybody. I'll show you. We big and small at the same goddamn time, son. Don't, don't, don't,
0: don't do that. No, no, I, I would love to. I would love. I'll probably have to look up that rule. But if not, I mean, just two D lineman, lift, throw, just, just dart and do spawn into the end zone would be such a wild thing to see every week. Uh, so Daniel Jones is very next quarterback we have on our list. Thirty three and a half passing yards dude i'm abstaining on the overs for that so i will uh
1: sorry i don't mean to cut you off the rule 12 section 1 article 4 states that you cannot pull push or carry a runner in any direction uh at any time
0: so i'm not i'm not i'm not pull push or carrying anybody i'm throwing
1: (laughs) all right dude i'll i'll let you in the nfl Fucking figure that shit if out. i if
0: i'm a coach i'm like you need to fix your rule book i'm <laughs> throwing him the whole season dog <laughs> they didn't say anything about throw
1: i think a pull. i think a p- throw is a push technically you're pushing something forward
0: uh the, ask quarterbacks when the ball gets it out of their hand Oh. Uh. Man, all right. Now, see, now we're just going to spiral into this whole (laughs) fucking thing.
1: And let's just get
0: to these goddamn player props. Uh, Daniel Jones, over, uh, over under 575 and a half rushing yards. I'll take the over at even money. Uh, Sure, that's going to be a lot of fun. Here's a fun bet that everyone should just take it's plus 1100. Jalen Hurts for MVP. Uh, I know I've recommended a few MVPs, but it's plus money, ladies and gentlemen. All your bets will be covered if one of them hits. So take hit a one. few and hope and pray that it's not Patrick Mahomes again. <laughs> so 3,700 3, and a half passing yards out of Jalen hurts is minus minus one ten both ways. He also has over under 22 and a half passing touchdowns. I will take the over on the passing touchdowns. I think they're going to be a much, much more closer game. So I think he's going to be able to eclipse that number. Um, as far as passing yards go I mean Miles Sanders is gone right and I don't know what the hell's going on with that running back room so give me the over on that and uh, this one for sure I'm taking uh the under on rushing touchdowns okay and I am going to I mean QB sneaks now down. keep in, keep in mind
1: they did not change they did not make that
0: QB sneak that
1: the Eagles do illegal so yeah but how many did how one, many did
0: he have last year
1: 10 he had a bunch of fourth and down conversions and i think he had like three touchdowns from it
0: i asked how many you know how many touchdowns he had though. oh i think it was like three he only had three rushing touchdowns last year Eric. no yeah had 13 total but in from that specific play dang it took so long to get to that total so 13, he had 13 rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn. I thought you were
1: talking about from that formation. I was trying to tell you
0: it was three or four from that formation. No, dude. God damn. Let me live my life, God damn it. <laughs> well, I would love you to live your life in the world I am and just answer the question. <laughs> I'll take the under on the touchdowns. 13 is a lot. 13 is a lot of rushing touchdowns, and if I think he's going to take the over on passing touchdowns, it's obviously going to take away from that. So I'll take the under on that. B. Johnson Jr. Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson? Who's Brian Johnson Jr.? Brian Robinson?
1: Robinson, there we go. That's that's what I meant to put.
0: Yo, I was looking at this like I haven't I was like, I'm pretty deep in fantasy. So for me to not know a player <laughs> –
1: you know i think what happened was i was like i want to make sure people don't think it's bjohn robinson so let me just change his name completely (laughs)
0: you just create a player you just made a running back yeah i just made one up dude (laughs) oh dude (laughs) oh excuse excuse me ladies and gentlemen all right so brian robinson jr over under say 800 and a half rushing yards um, and then his over under for touchdowns is is six and a half. <sighs> you know, I don't think this is going to be a very run centered offense. Not with Eric Bianami coming the over. Back there, no. Not 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 with them. And if it is run centered, I think it's going to be 50 Gibson Gibson Robinson, yeah. and. So I don't – I'm not riding any of the uh, Brian Johnson Jr. props. I'm going to go ahead and move into DeAndre Swift. Over, under 500 and a half rushing yards? Yeah, so to give
1: you a little perspective on on why these numbers are so swayed, uh, I don't even think Swift has ever – he might have broken 500 rushing yards once in his career. He's more of a pass-catching back apparently. Uh, and then also all offseason people, reporters have been trying to get a clear-cut answer from Nick Sirianni on what the backfield is going to look like and he keeps giving them the same fucking answer that he's going to give them. It's whoever the fuck is hot at the time is who I'm giving the rock to. Oh, so you mean what he did last year? What he did last year. He's not going to change his philosophy. Like, it's not. And, and <laughs> anybody who owns an Eagles running back, you need to understand, one game you might get 15 touches and three touchdowns from him, but you might not see him on the field again for three weeks if he's not hot. <laughs> three weeks? So it is what it is, man. Like, it is what it is with the Eagles backfield. You have to – Take it as it comes, man, because that's how it is. DeAndre
0: Swift, that number, I just, I just wish they would cut one, one running back, because then I could easily hop on this DeAndre Swift. I will say that he's only ever had 500 yards. He's had 600 in one season, but he did that once. Okay, he, he's never played a full season.
1: Yeah, which is why I think the Eagles have so many, because we're expecting to
0: get like four or five games from each of them. Seventeen game season. <laughs> if you could have the Eagles' running back and just slot that into fantasy, you'd be uh, you'd be set, bro. Uh, they don't have any DeAndre Swift passing props, though. Mm-mm. Bastards! Bastards did. Uh, so I'm abstaining from them. Uh, Tony Pollard. I'm taking the under on rushing yards. Okay. That's and I'm taking the under on rushing touchdowns. I don't know, man. I haven't really bought into this Tony Pollard hype. Before, before, before I make a decision, let me see what he had. So he had 193 touches last year for 1,007 yards. Do you, do we think they're going to give him more 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 work? Uh, I don't – I. who's the offensive coordinator they brought in? <laughs> uh, I forgot his name. Give me one second. Dallas Cowboys OC. Brian Schottenheimer. Fucking oh, old man.
1: For sure. For sure he goes under. The Schottenheimers are idiots.
0: <laughs> also, like, does he stay healthy? Right, if they give him more touches, does he stay healthy? It's a very interesting proposition. A thousand fifty is kind of the perfect number. I'll stay away from that. I think he has home run ability. So, I, uh, no, I'm I'm a, I'm out on Tony Pollard. If you're just
1: that. if you're not confident, just don't.
0: Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'll take uh, Saquon Barkley's rush yards. I will take that. A.J. Brown's passing receiving yards. I will take that. Uh, touchdowns, I'll take that. Brandon Cooks. T-man, this is where it gets interesting. Do I think Gallup's going to have a better year or Cooks? I'm going Cooks. Over for yards on Cooks, over for yards on Lamb. That's 775 and a half and half respectively. Uh, I'll take the over touchdowns for C.D. Lamb. He's not really a touchdown guy, but this year I got him. Actually, before I say that, let me, let me, let me double check. It's most passing touchdowns in the season you think C.D. Lamb had?
1: I'd say 13,
0: 14. You think he's had 14 in a season before? I don't know. I'm
1: taking a guess, dude. Fuck the Cowboys. But I don't know. 12. That's my guess. Bro,
0: you watch them twice a year, guys. Come on. Chill out. Like, you at I least watch, watch them.
1: All I see is green, though. I don't you see any other. Get I don't see the anything fuck else the out of here, bro. bro it's like watching a game with John Cena, bro. You just see nothing. I, I'm just like, what's going on? Get Why, out of here, bro. Who's stopping these Eagles players? Uh,
0: so then whenever you guys lose, you must be extra trash if you don't see anything. I'm very uh, I'm confused. The bro. most he's ever had was last year. He had nine. What a pussy, dude. And people want to say he's top five. <laughs> Did you just scoff at nine touchdowns? Yeah, fuck
1: that, bro. you got going to hit me with double digits before you could even consider cracking the top five. <laughs> fuck out of here. And I'm not even saying A.J. Brown has done it. I'm just saying he hasn't, so fuck him.
0: What, what do you think A.J. Brown's total, his, the most he's had? 13. 11. Damn. Double digits, though. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, and, uh, proven. and Devonta? Uh, I'd say eight tops. He had seven last year. Damn. All right. <laughs> Are you even a fan, bro? Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, Dallas Goddard over receiving touchdowns. Yes. uh Darren Waller, I bloviated about him way too much to not go over. Over. Devonta, I'm staying away from. Jahan Dotson, breakout season for him. I'm taking over on both. Micah Gallup, I, I don't even know if what's going on with you i'm gonna stick with brandon cooks over you terry McLaurin just gets it done give me the over on receiving yards i'll stay away from the touchdowns that's always impossible to 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 keep track of i love how you included your uh secondary players here for interceptions i got i've gotten no other secondary props any other divisions and here i have two you couldn't give me any other quarterbacks. There's the no other reason they're wins. in
1: there is because I'm taking the – I took I took all 19 Eagles pro, player props that I could. Get now, the, I didn't take all overs,
0: but – Get the fuck out of here. Dude, Kayvon Thibodeau at five, five? – that's, that's clearly an over. Oh, my God. Give me the over on that. Yeah. J- Josh Sweat's a bum. Give me the under. Uh, Micah Parsons is going full-time edge rusher this year. Defensive player of the year bid. Loading. I'll put – Oh, I'll take – Defensive Player of the Year nods, and and I'll just put uh, over on the sacks as well. Uh, that is quite a bit of props. There's a lot of exciting talent in this this division. Oh, Jalen Carter, Defensive Rookie of the Year at plus seven
1: hundred. Think... Come on, does man, he play
0: man. enough snaps though? Yes, yeah, he's he, He's an every down player. Yes. Did you not see the, his first play? Damn oh, man. oh my God! Because he dusted one of the
1: worst guards in all of football. Hey, I'm just saying he made that man look like a child out there, and that's what he's going to do week in and week out to these soft-ass deep, uh, O-linemen that don't play for oh, the Eagles.
0: Bro, dude, please no, just I, I, don't to, be biased. To the three or
1: bet money this man wins the, the defensive rookie of the year.
0: I can't even get a clear answer on his playing time. He will play 70% of the snaps. 70%. He will play you, you, 70% of snaps. At – put Never this down, put this down in the in the in the sheet under our props this is a bet between you and i if he does not have over 70 or 70 and over right so if he finishes with 69 uh you and i are going to have a firm discussion okay. if he gets if he gets 70% defensive rookie of the year seems plausible and i got to pick someone for defensive rookie of the year so yeah i'll go ahead and take him but if I get another 38% Jordan Davis season out of Jalen Carter, I will come into your room and fight you. <laughs> all right, bet. <laughs> and any other props that I abstain from that you want to shout out that is non-Eagle related? Non-Eagle related. So, uh,
1: K-Don Thibodeau, I know you said it, but uh, 5.75 sacks ride that all day, the over. that he's He played like eight games last year and he had over that, I believe. Um Uh, Terry McLaurin, I agree with you. He always gets it done. He will be a go-to receiver for whoever the rookie quarterback is. Darren Waller, over four and a half touchdowns. Um, Daniel Jones doesn't really have – hasn't really had a red zone threat uh, or a red zone guy, and he now has a tall, strong tight end. I think he's going to eat in the red zone. Um, Goddard, um, I would say over the 3.5 touchdowns for sure, but definitely don't go – definitely the under on yards. just too many mouths to feed there. Saquon Barkley over on rushing yards, going to break that easily. Um, And then Daniel Jones over 575.5 rushing yards. I didn't realize this, but fucking Daniel Jones only had like 30 less rushing yards than Jalen Hurts last year. So definitely take the over on that again. Um, And that's that's me not giving you any of the Eagles stuff. And definitely take the unders
0: on anything related to Dak Prescott,
1: unless it's interceptions and take the overs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm – I'm trying to find his rushing stats. Here we go. So, <clears throat> he's he had 700 last year, right? <clears throat> and he had 120 attempts because there was no one to throw the ball to. Yeah. Pretty much his whole career, there's been no one to throw the ball to. If you're thinking about it, yeah. he had in 2019. OBJ was traded already, wasn't he? Uh, I think that was the year he got traded. Okay. And, yeah, so he had 120 rushing attempts for 708 yards and seven touchdowns last year. I don't know if the Giants can design more runs for that, but they can be more creative. Correction, last year with the Giants was 18. Yeah, so Daniel Jones has never had a good wide receiver to throw to. Here's the thing. I think Sterling Shepard is a good – well, <laughs> was a good wide receiver. Sterling Shepard, when he plays, is a very good wide receiver. It's always like eight for 100 when he plays. It's freaking crazy. But he's got no knees left. So this is the first year we're going to see him with a viable weapon, which it feels like a legit viable weapon. I mean, besides Saquon Barkley, that's a running back. So a pass-catching option. I'd be curious to see how Daniel Jones does. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a little bit of a sleeper season, and and a lot of people are going to – are going to be talking about, you know, kind of shocked all year about how Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Bro, I, when I watch him play football, I don't see a bad quarterback. I just see – like I'm so used to watching the Saints play when the years we didn't have Olave and Michael Thomas missed every snap. Yeah. And, and Marquez Callaway was our number one option. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm so used to watching that. And every time I watch that and watch the Giants, it's the same thing. So for me the thing is it's
1: it's a lot of the times it has to do with the franchise that you go to, the fan base. He's just not a guy that seems that he's built for New York or built to deal with New York fans. Because they're the dumbest fan base in the league. Like, and they're the most aggressive, I would say. So like I don't know. I if I could see him going to another team and fighting, they're one hundred percent the dumbest fan base in the league. Voted on
0: Philadelphia Eagles are dumb as hell, bro. Voted
1: on, bro. We got like seventh on that list, so fuck off. Voted on by who? I didn't vote. It was some Instagram thing I saw, and I, I take that to word. That word is bond, dude. <laughs> it's some guy walking around Ball of America asking people. Their yeah, people. he's in Philadelphia asking, "Who's the dumbest fan base?" I'm in New York, you <laughs>
0: know. <laughs> oh boy, dumbest fan base has to be the Carolina Panthers. I, honestly, I was going to say Minnesota because how can you root for a team that
1: always gets your hopes up so high and just never closes the deal? Like, you got to be a dumb fan base to root for that. Or be a fan of blue balls. (laughs) Those are the the masochists. (laughs) They get tied up and their girlfriends walk all over them in high heels and shit. I know what you're talking about. I know a few
0: cats like that. All right. You got anything else for the roomies? Uh, Go birds. Disgusting. Freaking Tourette's. Uh, anything, Anyways, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. Follow our sister podcast, Revenge of the Pod, on uh, their socials and anywhere that you get your um, podcasts. Speaking of, did you know Amazon now has podcasts? Sick. I guess we're going to have to start posting there as well. Uh, anyways, thank you for joining us. For myself, Jermaine, for my co-host, and EPE, We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.